Welcome to the Cosmic Nurse Podcast. My name is Rosie and I will be your host. I have decided to step away from bedside nursing, retire my scrubs, and put on my cosmic cape. This podcast is about cosmic and earthly knowledge, centering around truth, justice, health, and spirituality. Humanity is hungry for more harmony, love, joy, peace, freedom, and leadership. In this pivotal time, I continue to be in service the best ways I know how, providing a place where people can get some mental and spiritual flossing. Here, you will find education, tools, guidance, and more. I invite you to think and feel outside the confines of the 3D world, seeing beyond the chaos to your bliss and more. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cosmic Nurse. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit about some things that have been inspiring me lately and how I get through some tough times and how I can find my inspiration. And a lot of it has to do with being able to take a moment and feel nourished. How do we nourish ourselves? Tune in. Hi, and welcome to The Cosmic Nurse. This is Rosie, and I am so happy that you're here today and tuning in because today I'm going to share with you the top five keys to feeling nourished. So it's really challenging with the busy life that we have to be able to really stay on top of our health and vitality. And for those of you who know me, you know that it is so important to find a balance between work life and our personal life and our relationships and the things we do in the world and how we show up. And for some of us, we have all kinds of ways that we can do that. And for many of us, we don't even have a clue on what that even looks like. So I broke it down into five key things that I have consistently done over the years that I hope will help you. So I had a really hard time and when I was making this list on what I should put first. So I feel like the first thing is hydration. The second, nutrition. Third, restoration. Fourth, meditation. And the fifth key is integration. Well, let me tell you, it was not easy for me to figure out what really goes first. But when you really break it down with what I have learned from my teacher, Deanna Batdorf from Deanna Essentials, as she is lovingly called now, I have learned that if your rivers aren't flowing, meaning our arteries and our veins and the pump that we call our heart and our filters that we call kidneys, if those things are not flowing, nothing else is going to be flowing, at least not very smoothly. So what I have learned over the years and my work in the emergency department and as an Ayurvedic practitioner, that without adequate hydration, there's not a whole lot you can do. What I mean by that is if we don't have a good balance of our electrolytes in our body, meaning potassium, magnesium, and chloride, things are not going to work very well. And I feel that just this topic of hydration, I can spend so much time sharing about the essential 
importance of putting in healthy salt in your body. And we're not talking about the stuff that starts with an I and ends with a D that they put on the tables at the restaurants. I am talking about good magnesium salt, gray salt from the Atlantic Ocean. And also, too, there's a book called Salt. And I highly recommend that you read it because it will really open your eyes to a lot of things about the importance of salt in general in our world that is even more of a commodity back in the day than gold was. Imagine that. So, and, you know, people are like, well, I just drink a lot of water. Well, water is really great. But unless you have a good balance of your, your, um, your sodium and your potassium and your magnesium, it's going to really be hard for your kidneys to be able to do what they need to do if they don't have the right level of sodium. Now, for those of you that are on medications for diuretics like Lasix or Bumex, and for those of you that are on those medications, you know what I'm talking about, please consult your physician for further help with that. Uh, This is not at all you change and stop taking your medication. You have to take agency and responsibility and contact your physician. So water with a little bit of gray salt in the morning really supports your kidney function and it really supports your blood pressure. For those of you who have low blood pressure, this is a really great way to start your day and get your pump moving. Also, decreasing your caffeine intake, and of course, some teas that are appropriate for you. Tulsi tea is an adaptogen. It's really great. You can also make tea decoctions where you take a large mason jar, you put nettle tea in there or red clover tea. If you follow Susan Weed, she talks about you really should not be even drinking any kind of water unless it's in like a tea decoction, like the one of, one of the two that I mentioned. There's five that she likes, and those are two. So you can check out Susan Weed. She has a lot of great information about making tea decoctions that are full of nutrients and are very hydrating, especially now that we're going into spring and we're about to go into summer. This is an essential topic that you should definitely be making notes on. So my next key is nutrition. And there's many different ways that we can talk about nutrition. Again, all of these keys are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how we can feel nourished. And again, I can really talk a lot about these things and maybe one of these days that I will. So nutrition has a lot to do for me, has to do what I'm putting in my body. You know, the nutrients that's in the food, making sure that the food that I'm cooking has a lot of prana, has a lot of energy. And according to Ayurvedic guidelines, they suggest you cook every single day because at the second or third day, you know, a lot of the prana, the energy of the food has been taken out with the cooking process unless you eat raw. And again, these are all guidelines. And for as a general rule, we know we should be eating by the season, meaning whatever grows in the winter, like sweet potatoes and gourds and citrus and things like that, we should be eating in the winter. Things that grow, you know, towards the spring and the summer and so on and so forth. So look up eating by the season. It's how most people like us stay healthy. 
Sometimes it's not always possible, but where there's a will, there's a way. And for those of you who live in a town like I do in Sebastopol, California, where there's farmers and farming and all this kind of thing, you can support your local farmer by going to your farmer's market on whatever day they have it. Around here, we have it on Sunday here in the square in Sebastopol. On Saturdays, it's at Sutter Hospital in the parking lot. And on Fridays, I'm not sure when they start, but they have a farmer's market in Occidental. So check out your local farmer's market, support your local economy, and buy local. So that's another way to get nourished because then you get to know the people and their energy and their vibe. And it feels really good to connect with the people whose hands are going into the soil or picking from the trees that you're getting fresh and it just is nourishing because then you get that vital energy from the food. So I cook organic. I'm mostly vegan. I get a hankering for some cheese once in a while. I do eat eggs once in a while. And, you know, according to Ayurveda, you know, they do recommend that there are some people that do need to eat meat. And I support whatever the decision that is best going to serve you based on the guidelines and the recommendations of your practitioner. There are other types of nourishment and nutrition that I advocate, which is what is your spiritual practice and how are you being nourished spiritually? Now, there's a difference between spiritual and religious. So if you're listening to this podcast and you are a religious person, this is a non-biased expression of what it is to be a spiritual person or a religious person. And if you're religious, then your spiritual nourishment comes from your practices with your church or your organization. If you're a spiritual person like me, then my nourishment comes from my relationship with God's source consciousness and the laws of one. Moving on to restoration. What does that look like? Well, restoration for me means having adequate times of quiet where I can be in contemplation, where I can set, begin to set myself up for sleep and or resting. And resting to me does not mean being on my phone. A lot of people say I'm resting and they're scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever. And yeah, those things are entertaining. Who doesn't like to look at those things? But that's not rest. Rest is rest. Rest is you are down dialing your nervous system by cutting out caffeine by three o'clock, if at all, during the day, that you are not eating past seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night. So you're letting your digestion rest where things, the internal clocks begin to become reset. And there's a whole clock in Ayurveda, what organ systems are happening at what times and what things start to break down and metabolize. And if we're eating late at night or if you drink alcohol, I mean, again, you doing your thing and following whatever guidelines and what's appropriate for you. And we all know that if you drink late at night, 
which a lot of people do, it's your thing, then there is going to be a disruption of your nervous system. There's going to be a disruption of your digestion. And so if we're digesting, we're not resting. So that's another really important way that we restore ourselves. And in order to have and embody that whole idea of feeling nourished, if our bodies are always going, which they are, there's always something happening physiologically and anatomically, or, you know, our mind or or our heart, or whatever emotion things we're processing. And so if we're digesting food while we're trying to rest or we're trying to sleep, then the rest of our nervous system is not having that quiet time that it needs so that it could restore itself, so that it could have as much sleep as possible. And there's a lot of studies being done right now on sleep that the average person needs about six to eight hours of sleep. Anything more than that is, you know, it's questionable whether it's productive or it's counterproductive. You do the research and you make that determination for yourself. Sometimes we need more rest than other days. For those of you in the medical profession, my fellow nurses and doctors and paramedics and police and firefighters, we work really long hours. Resting is essential. If you ask the average nurse, what they do on their days off after working three or four days a week, they're probably in bed unless they have kids or even if they do. I hear these stories all day long of nurses like they get their kids to school, they come back home and they go to bed. Or, you know, if you're working nights, you don't really get rest. You don't really sleep. I mean, it's debatable, but the majority of people that work nights, they go to days because they can't sleep. I can tell you that was me for many, many years. I worked nights and it was awful. It was awful. I did not sleep. And in order for me to get hold of my health and my well-being, I had to go to days. And so now I can restore And when I can restore myself in the ways that I just shared, then I can feel, have more room and more space to feel nourished. So the fourth key is meditation. And if that word's triggering to you, then you can insert contemplation or prayer, okay? And that for me is shutting everything off doing my breath. And if I have to be at work, I set my alarm for 20 or 30 minutes in the morning and most evenings. I say most evenings because sometimes I'm so tired, I just get in bed and I pass out. So meditation. Now, if you're not one to do that and you can't lay there for that long and your mind is going a mile a minute, write it down. Get a journal. Get some colored pencils. Color something. Create something. Play a musical instrument if you do that. Or you can do breath work for however long you can do it. I'm telling you, we cannot live without our breath. Breath is essential and is a key pillar of health in yogic tradition. The other thing that I do is sometimes my meditation, if I don't sit and meditate, is when I go to my yoga practice 
for an hour. And that is my meditation because I'm focusing on my breath. I'm focusing on my body awareness and spatial awareness. And I come out a different person. The other thing is I take walks with my dog. And that is a meditation because I don't have my phone. I'm focusing on moving my body. I'm focusing on moving the prana, the energy. And it helps get energy unstuck. It helps lubricate my joints and my ligaments. And it gets my heart rate going, especially if I'm walking fast. Yeah, you know, working 12 hours, yeah, it counts. But, you know, to do the walk voluntarily where you're not chasing after a patient or running down the hall or going to some emergency or whatever your job is, walking in nature, getting the air nice and fresh into your lungs where your lungs can expand, that in itself is a meditation. And then finally, my fifth key to feeling nourished is everything I shared, which was a decent amount, is to integrate. Integrate everything that I just shared with you on the daily. Now, I'm, So if I start my day off with good hydration and then I go to my nutrition, I have my food ready for the day, and I can offload everything and have some quiet time and rest where I can eventually sit in a sacred place and be in a state of meditation or breath, then that makes it easy for me to feel nourished and vital and strong throughout each and every day And that gives me an opportunity to bring all these parts together and make whole again. So I hope this was helpful. Please take notes. If you like what you heard, please do leave me a review on Apple Tunes and here on Spotify. And if you have requests for content or you want to hear more, you want to learn how to work with me, I would love it if you were to go to my website and check me out at thecosmicnurse.com. Thank you for listening and have a beautiful day. Gracias. And thank you for joining me today on the Cosmic Nurse Podcast. It has been an honor and my pleasure to share space with you. My heart's intention is to be in service by providing a place where you can learn, heal, and expand into your greatness. This podcast is for those who are curious and seekers of their own truths. May you continue to thrive in all aspects of your lives. If you loved what you heard, please subscribe to my channel and leave me a kind review. For more on me and how we can work together, check out my website, thecosmicnurse.com and see the show notes below. Ciao.